well. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Jeep Life Podcast. We're that podcast where we celebrate that Jeep life and everything that has to do with it. From the mountains, to the rocks, to the streams, to the camping, to the overlanding, to the rock crawling, to the Jeep trails, to the fire trails, to the interstates, the beach, the sand... <laughs> The ocean and everywhere in your garage broke down and everywhere in between. I'm Terry and I'm I'm one of your hosts tonight and I'm sitting here with two of the best people on the planet. Billy, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. You know, yeah, it's been a wild of a weekend. (laughs) I bet it has. I wish Uh, I was um, 25 again. Yeah, right. 27 going on 25. Yeah, 27 27. going on 25. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be I'll be twenty five till the day I die. I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Wait wait Agreed. wait until you're my age and your yeah. joints are saying I'm not twenty five yeah, anymore. Well. Uh but uh, Don. What's up, man? It's good to see you in the seat. Yeah. 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 So some plumbing issues last week and some injuries and then I'm back. Yeah. Good. Well good to have you here. Good yeah. to have you. It's it's always good. I it's been you know, last week I I think we we had a good time without you. We missed you thoroughly. We did miss you, but we had a good time. We talked about the St. Patty's Day. Oh yeah, yeah. Event yeah. That yep, you yep. came out to yep. for for one of the campfires, which was great to hang out with you. Um, but I think I said that there was a Nissan Pathfinder out with us. I want to correct that, and I think it was a Nissan Xterra. Yeah, oh, that's the, Xterra? the that's a yeah. that's yeah, like that's a standard the, overlanding yep. platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and I, what, what color was it? Was it blue? Dude, they all are that damn ugly green. No, there's there's a, there's a yellow. I have a friend of mine no, that has the blue, that, that dark blue. Yep, there's a yellow, blue, yeah. green. They all turn into that same green color. That is true. They, they, the blue turn green. They'll start out <laughs> yellow, so how, and, how, a, and a week later. Oh, I thought you bought a yellow one. Yeah. I did. It just, just shifted. <laughs> I washed it. Shifted <laughs> it's now green. It came yeah. right off. Right. Yeah. So, uh, how did it do? I'm curious. Dude, I, to be honest with you, every vehicle out there did fantastic. Right. Um, on most things. Compared to your Jeep, how did it do? Like hmm. doing 75 percent of the obstacles you were doing? I would say 60 percent. Okay. Um, well, here, here's the thing. We we would go and we'd do. Let, let's use Fern Ridge as yeah, an example. Right side, left side, different lines. He would, um, they would take you know the the Chevy um, um, Colorado. Right. It would take that. It would take them all through the green part of it. Part yeah. of it, the yeah. bypass, if right, you will. Right. And then everybody else would do the blue. Right. And then a couple of us would go and do right. the black ear. Right. Or, right. But to be honest with you, I, I at no point did I was I frustrated that we had those vehicles out with right, us because right. they were able to get through well, everything. A lot of that has to do with good spotting too, you know, yeah. good guidance from, from people, trail well, management, et cetera. Ron, Ron did that, um, some, and I, I know that Neil did, did and, and I Becker, Nick, yeah. um, they, they did a great job just helping everybody yeah. through. There yep. were some, um, new people yeah. that were out yeah. there. Right. Um, so it was it was a very interesting time. Right. I know that Neil um, spent some time on Upper Anthracite, right, spotting right. people through, right. and he said he did a great job. So, right. and he's he's actually the guy who was driving it has been doing this for a while, and right. and he's really into the overlanding. Right, thing, right, so, right. Um, it was nothing new to him. 
if you will. So I just wanted to to go back and do a little follow up with, cool. with that. Yeah, uh, I think um, Ron or Scott or somebody called me out on mm. on my mistake. They usually do, assholes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But if you do, if, if if we do make a mistake, please ahead, call us out. Call us out. Let us know um, because it's always we like to correct. We like to be accurate. We like to give out. But don't be an asshole about it. No, 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 no. In fact, if I'm wrong, just shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell us. Yeah, yeah. I've never been wrong. No, no. It's all been accurate. With my right. fucking ego intact. Might not be right, but I'm definitely not wrong. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. There you go. I like it. All right. Um, we got a voicemail. I know. I'm so oh, excited. Man. Holy crap. I'm so excited. I had, and, you know, it's one of those things where I spent literally all day trying, trying to, to figure <laughs> out how I was going to get this <laughs> voicemail off of my phone yep. into the computer that I can use and then actually use it through. <laughs> yeah, that's half the battle. The, the live broadcast. So I, without testing, I'm going to try this and we'll see what, see what right. happens. I'm going to push a button and. and We're going to push a button and pray. Hey, this is Tanner Shane. Natalie Akopian. We were just calling to wish our good buddy Billy there, Billy Gushu, uh, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. We were sitting here listening to the podcast and we just uh, were thinking about Billy and his birthday and wanted to wish him a happy birthday. Miss you. Hope you have a good day. Wow, so these are some friends from a long, long time ago. Uh, Tanner Shane was the pitcher on my high school baseball team. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. And Natalie was a uh, just you know one of the girls in the, gr- the grade below me. But yeah, Tanner and I were good buddies way back. Nice. So hmm. shout out to Tanner and thanks a lot. And you know. I uh, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> that's yeah. wild. So that was a surprise for you. You didn't know what it was, huh? No idea. Because no. I, I did by his face, like his jaw hit the, hit the <laughs> <Like> table. <what? laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. So thanks for for Tanner and Natalie to send that in. Yeah. Wow. Um, everybody Blast else. No, notice that we actually played that out, and <laughs> and so it's cool. I I love it. Um, I I got so stumped on the on the on the technical technical abilities of that. Yeah. Um, but if you want to send out a, a voicemail to us, we would appreciate it. It's four eight four eight nine one 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 seven two. Here's what I would love to have happen. I would love to get enough voicemails For that we have to just do a voicemail show. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome, right? A Q and A voicemail show. Cool. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. I always want to do a Q and A show, but we just don't get quite enough. Yeah. If we got if we got more, it'd be good. Yeah. Going into March Madness, strike up the band, get out your brackets. This isn't going to be a bracket buster, or maybe it will be. Who knows? Um, let me see. Now, here's another. Here's another. Um, can we do the? Oh, look at that. It's in. Got it. All right. We've got it. East and West brackets. <clears throat> yep. In the north, in the east, we have BF Goodrich KM3s. That's a top left for everybody so let's, else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's let's just, um, what I did was I went with all mud terrain tires. Okay. So we talked right. about mud terrain, and then yep. I went with what, you know, are probably some of the more common tires, and then threw a couple cheapy odds in there, like the Hankook and the Kumo. Yep. Um, but, but for the most part, well, not for the most part, they're all mud terrains. 
Right. Okay. Um, and go from there. No, I, I like now, who it. who do we have? We have uh, BFG KM3s. Yep, against the Kumo Coom- Road Venture MT71s. Yep. With a Goodyear Wrangler... Uh, Enforcer. Enforcer MTs. MTs. Yep, which is not their Kevlar tire. I didn't think their Kevlar tire is an odd tire. Um, the Cooper... That's, a, that's like an AT... MT. It's like an extreme AT. Yeah. yeah, it's like one side of it's like extreme M- a- AT, and the other side's like a mud tire. The Kevlar tire. Yeah. Ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I left that one out, but the Enforcer is their new mud terrain tire. Cooper Evolution mud terrain, which is their new, fairly new mud terrain. All right, so that's a that's a head to head right there. Yeah, right? yep. And then we got the Nitto Trail Grapplers. Hancock, uh, well, I misspelled that. It's Dyna not good. <laughs> Dyna Pro M. Dyna Pro MT2s. Yep. And uh, Yokohama Geolander MTs are kind of common. Same company as Nitto. And then the Mickey Thompson Baja Boss MTs, which are the new mm-hmm. tire. So, cool. So what, do we want to do one today, tonight? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Excellent. We're starting with the upper, uh, upper left. left as yep. we read, right? Yep, yep. I think that's a, a common theme. So... I run the BFG Good Goodrich right now. The KM threes. Right, mm-hmm. I right. run those. Right, and um, for my dollar, I think they're the best tire out there. It tread wells on the on the road. So we've talked about that before with this mm-hmm. tire. Mm-hmm. In particular, the road manners are really great until you cup it. Mm-hmm. Once you cup it, it becomes the loudest damn thing <laughs> you've ever heard in your life. But it's any off-road tire. Right. Any right. tire in general. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, take it on the trail, it's at home on every terrain that I've been on. Yeah. Snow, yeah. rock, yeah. mud, sand. It's a good everything. East Coast tire. It really I think, is. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, and they're not great in the snow, but they're not horrible either. Like I said, a Maxis one time, they, they, were, they were killer off-road, but the snow, yeah. they yeah. were horrible. Yeah. This, I've not once have I said, I wish I had a different tire in the snow. Right, right. So that's cool. Hmm. Yep, yep. Um, so what do you think, Billy? I don't know much about these Kum, Kumo Road Venture tires. I mean, so I hate to say it, but I have to go with BFG. BFG? Yeah. 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 I mean, I know BFG, they make a great tire. It's I've heard only good things about right. them. Um I've heard that in certain weather situations they struggle. Yeah, but that's kind of you know once you get into a mud it's terrain, terrain tire, it's a given. yeah, yep. you're yep. given. So yep. um, I have to say the BFG. So the Kumo is definitely a cheaper tire. Um, I believe it's a Korean tire, um, if I remember correctly. I have mounted a few of them. They they mount and balance okay. They're not mm-hmm. great. Uh, I like B- the tread pattern. Yeah, the BFGs are mount better. Um, I. Don't know if the Kumo comes in a. I think it does come in a load rate rating E. Um, but in the end, I'm going to say this. I think the BFG KM3s is probably one of the best mud tire on the market. If you're, you know, n- not going extreme like a Trepidor or you know a Sticky. I, I think we we should we should qualify this as. A tire that would use on your daily driver as right. well, right, right? Right. All these yeah, are tires all, that you. These would, are all mud terrain. These aren't stickies or or right. compet, you know competitive tires. Right. Um, the BFG is a good amount more money than the Kumo, but I think this is one of those circumstances where you're going to get a tire that's going to last longer. It's yep. going to be more durable off road because I've already 
blown a hole in the sidewall of my, which is now my spare. Right, uh, right, right. I patched the sidewall and just threw it on for a spare, for a mm-hmm. trail spare. But, um, you know, you get cheap tires and you tear up the sidewalls on them on rocks and stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all the way BFG KM3. So we'll move them ahead. Yep. You know, so we're, we're just going to call Straight that. across the board. Yeah. Yep. yep. We feel good about that? Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, I... It, Sorry, this tires are hard because like you only drive so many of them a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is just from talking to people, reading things, and and you know the the Kumo. Just I, I've I've I researched them because I was going to run them on my TJ years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this is a newer version of what I research, but yeah. The so it it seems like that the Kumo is it would be a good. If you want to save a hundred bucks a tire, right? Kind exactly. of option, right? Yeah. And you're not going to wheel real hard, and you know, like I said, I don't know that I trust the sidewall on a Kumo as much as I would in a BFG. Or you know, one of those things that might be, um, I I got yeah, you know, I, I had a, a flat or or completely bald, but I don't have the money to go out right. and buy a set of BFGs. A, right, right. I might could throw these on there right. and, be, and feel good about it. Right. Not not embarrassed because it, it's a decent. The sidewall looks good. It looks like it's got you know nice sidewall teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of places for the mud to escape. Yep, yep. If you will, and yep. and plenty of little little um, channels in there for yeah. even rain. Right. So it it doesn't look like a bad tire. Yeah. When I look at it. No, I mean for one of the cheaper brand tires, uh, I I dig them. You know, right, so. right, right. Cool. All right. Well, that that gets that going so that's it uh, so bfg cam three and then it'll take on whoever is the winner of the goodyear wrangler enforcers or the cooper evolutions yeah that's exciting yeah we're getting busy we're getting busy Uh uh-oh getting busy um where are we going to be? I don't know. Where are you going to be? Uh, where are we going to be? <laughs> no, where are you going to be? Because this is the first event <laughs> oh, yeah. where you're going to be. Yeah, so um, April 9th through the 17th, I will be at Easter Jeep Safari. Yep. Make sure you come see me. I'll have stickers. I'll, um, I'll, I'm going to do some broadcasts from there. I'm going to try to get some industry interviews. Um, we might even try to pull in us for you know a, a show on the road if we will um but it'd be cool so i'm i'm excited about heading out mm-hmm. it's going to be a long grueling um drive it's like drive. three days dude we're doing two going out and three coming back mm. i think that is the plan right now how many hours a day is that two is about, it like 12, 15. 12? Yeah, about, <laughs> about 15 12 yeah it's about 15 yeah it's it's long but going out there there's i think going to be three of us driving yeah so we'll be able to rotate yeah kind of nicely the the downside to that truck is literally by the time you get up to speed and comfortable it's time to no it's time to get more gas (laughs) (laughs) you've ran out of gas (laughs) so Uh, it 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 does seem like that pig yeah it's it is a pig it does but it'll be fun we're uh gonna take um, a couple jeeps out yeah Ooh, set up shop out there in the heck yeah. So go see land. Terry, and if you're staying on this coast, you can come see us on uh, April 30th at AOAA with the G enthusiasts of Eastern Pennsylvania trail ride. Yeah, uh, put there. We're gonna be camping out. We're gonna be having a good time. So come say hi if you're in the area. If you're looking to get out on the trails, um, 
And man, do we have an awesome time. There are event tickets to that. So head over to Jeep Enthusiasts of Eastern Pennsylvania's uh, Facebook, Facebook page, page yep. and you can find out all that information. There are the tickets are purchased through Eventbrite um, and there's guided trail rides. There's go out by yourself if you want, if you know the park. Yep. So it's going to be a good time. And then we're heading into May and that is the Go Topless Day. Uh, that is May 21st. That's always a good time all across the country. Yeah. All across the country. So that is, you know, f- reach out to your local Jeep club, see what their Go Topless Day is. Um, and we're going to be up at the Mountain View Winery, Distillery, and Brewery up in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then we're going to be heading out to Bantam Jeep Festival, and that's June 10th to the 12th. And I think Terry's going to be making out there, maybe. Who knows? That, that's the plan as and of right out now. With a good yep. friend of ours, Jerry, with yeah. Amsoil. Yep. Yeah. So if you're looking for any lubricants for your Jeep, head a, go check out Jerry's and the Amsoil uh, products. And then we're going to be hanging out with Holly Fowler and the Ultimate 4x4 field trip up at AOAA with Holly Fowler, Matt from Bleepin' Jeep. I think. Colt from Bleepin' Jeep. There's all kinds of um, people that are going to be up there. It's going to be an awesome time. North, I think the, yeah, Northwest is going to be Northwest there. Northwest is going to be there yep. as well. That they're going to be over at Roush Creek. Um, so that's going to be a different event. That well, no, they'll be over right at the tail end of your event. Oh, okay. They'll be over at uh, AOA. Cool for a week. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, come hang out with Northwest Jeepcast, Holly Fowler, Ultimate Four by Four field trip and that's going to be a great time and then we're heading down to wildwood new jersey for the new jersey jeep invasion and that's july 15th to the 17th and let me tell you that's an amazing time down there and then possibly we're going to be going to carlisle pennsylvania for the pa albridge jeep fest that's july 23rd to the 24th and then there's pigeon forge tennessee august 25th to the 27th that is the great smoky mountain jeep invasion if you're out there if you're around Hopefully we see you. And also that same weekend is the Ocean City, Maryland Jeep weekend. Yeah. We're going to send the B squad to Ocean City. Yeah. (laughs) And we're going to take the A squad to Pigeon Forge. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Don't we, don't we, we we don't have have a a second cast? No, we don't. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Ron. Ron. Oh, Oh, Ron. Ron Ron goes. (laughs) Ron. Ron. Second cast member. That's right. Yeah. We can't afford a second cast. No. We, we can't afford, afford our own. <laughs> we cast. can't afford a cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, man, it's exciting um, and busy, busy yeah. summer. Why do I keep forgetting to put? I don't know the. the because Holly you've Fowler never had to actually stuff. say it, right? <laughs> I'm going to put it on here so that I re- at least remember to try to look it up and add it to the. To yeah, add a Northwest on there too. Yeah, um, I know they're they're going to be here. I, um, they're kind of getting their logistics for their yeah, travel just, across just, the country. Just talk to them. Uh, actually, it was Sunday night last was week. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was on the phone with Gary. Right. So they've 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 got a big trip planned. Oh my god! I don't know. Well, I I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we're talking nine thousand dollars in yeah. fuel <laughs> yeah. costs. Just holy crap! Yeah. Yep. So yeah, check their podcast out. And, yeah, and they're going through all that right yep. now yeah two very very cool dudes there's a lot of people they've, they've got a lot of friends all over and they're it's cool because they're, they're meeting up with a lot of people that they you know 
uh, know across the country and, yeah. and going to be wheeling with. And, and uh, so I may try and sneak down to URI for a day when they're down there. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. We'll have to see what their schedule looks like and what mine looks like. I'd really like to take a weekend and go down to URI. Yeah, I've always wanted to kind of yeah. wheel it because so, it's one of the, you know, there's a big gap between URI and then when you get down to Florida to the off-road parks yeah. in Florida, there's not a whole lot in between. Right. So I, I would like to see it. Um, but That would be good. Yeah, yeah. Here's where I don't know. I, I I get to shut up for a little bit. You pull a lever. I, I literally pull a lever and um and I pull I, back to have fun. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's exactly yeah. it. Pull so back I'm, to put it in party mode. I'm gonna I'm gonna shift this on into to four low and I'm gonna hand it off. We're gonna talk transfer cases. Perfect. Well, let's first of all talk what a transfer case is. And that is the mechanical device on the vehicle that lets you actually have four-wheel drive. So the difference is there... It's usually behind, so it goes engine, transmission, right. transfer case. Yep. And it's different than all-wheel drive. So all-wheel drive does not have, and this is how I always explain it, there is real no clear definition out there between all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. Like if you go and look at the manufacturers and look through service information... Yeah, But the way that I have always described it is all-wheel drive usually is not a mechanical connection. So it might use like a viscous coupler or something like that. So the way That's where I've made the distinction. Right. Okay. So, so there's full-time four-wheel drive, but that's a mechanical connection. Correct. That uses like a center differential. The way I always describe it is all-wheel drive, you can't turn off. No. No, but you can't four-wheel four, drive. Well, you can, but full-time four-wheel drive, you cannot. Well, right. So that's the other thing. It's usually those full-time four-wheel drives. Right. I consider them more of an all-wheel drive. Well, and, and because so it's all the time. So you I mean, would you four, would you consider the one in the Rubicon, the three ninety two Rubicon, all-wheel drive? That is, it's got four low. Right. It has four low, but you got to put it in neutral to engage the planetary gear that system you cannot put it in two-wheel drive no that's what it's i'm saying all so wheel you, drive it's full-time four-wheel drive right meaning off the ground so i think this is one of the other things is if you lift a vehicle off the ground right all wheel drive you'll get one tire you'll get one tire that spins right. yeah if it's a full-time four-wheel drive, all get, four tires. Well, you get at least two. Depends on the usually, rear differentials. Yeah, right. it depends if you have lockable differentials right. or not, because that's based on the differential right. setup. So with that all, and and I know we're getting a little off topic, but with that no, three ninety-two, yeah, all all four all all the time four-wheel drive, right? And we're going to talk about that transfer case then tail end. There, there when they turn, it's different than when I turned. In four-wheel drive. Yes. Right? Because so it will adjust the speed of right. the inner or outer right. wheel. Right. It's kind of like a limited slip, but not a limited slip. It, what Basically, what it is is it yeah. add another differential in the middle of your right. Jeep. That's what it is. Yeah. So right. it allows wheels to track, the front wheels to track at a different pace than the rear wheels. So like one of these systems that it's really interesting to look at is a Subaru system. And I know I don't... Right. But they have those... In the earlier yeah. models, it was the symmetrical all-wheel drive. Right. Yeah. And that meant is that it had a another differential case... In the transfer case. So right. it would be able to distribute the power rear and forward differently if you were making turns of this and that. Right. So that's where I think 
as, it gets a little tricky. It does. It really does. And that's why I brought this up. But understand right. this. I make the decision, and I've researched this, and everybody has a different explanation for it. I just brought it up. Yep. I consider if it's a mechanical link, full-time, four-wheel drive. If it is a, you know, if it's a, a, a fluid link or a clutch pack, I consider it all-wheel drive. Like the the Cherokees, not Grand Cherokees, but the Cherokees. It has like a clutch pack in it and yeah. does all kinds of weird stuff. That's an all-wheel drive system to me. Um, it does, I think, it, if I remember correctly, it doesn't even actually have a four low. It mimics it by slipping one of the, oh. yeah, I don't know. I it was really into that for a little while and forgot now. So ago. I think one of the best ways to do it is if you lift a vehicle up off the ground. Yeah. Does one tire spin or does two? Two. Meaning, For each axle. Right. Right. Because, right. you know, unless you lock the dips, <laughs> then all four would spin. Right. right. So, well, within the mechanical world of of transfer cases, Jeep has used a ton over the years. There are spider uh, transfer cases. There are... Dana, new process is probably the latest and greatest set that has contributed to this. But ultimately, um, I'm going to stick to some of the more current stuff and some of the more popular stuff. Because as I started putting these notes together, it could have been a two-hour night. Yeah. It really could have. Yep. So I kind of condensed it. So what we're going to start with is the MP231, and that stands for New Process um, that is late model Wrangler. So it started in the TJYJ, um, and it is considered one hell of a good transfer case. Um, it has a 272 to 1 low range. It is chain driven and an aluminum case, um, but does have, again, four low. Weighs about 70 pounds. I can attest to that. What? The 70 pounds? Yep. Yeah. I've, I've taken one out. Yeah. It's about Recently. 70 pounds. About 70 pounds. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, and what's cool about it is it has, and it's really hard to find. They actually don't make the, the components anymore, but there used to be a Terra Low kit. So you could take this thing apart and change the planetary system on it, and yep. you actually had a different ratio. Instead of 272 to 1, you had a 4 to 1. And let, yep. me, let me explain to everybody what that is. We've talked about it in previous episodes, but... The output shaft or the input shaft spins, if it's a four to one, four times to the output shaft, yep. which increases your torque. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Um, Mechanical advantage. Right. Right. And uh, let's see. I think it was Advanced Adapters makes a four-low two-wheel drive kit for it, but yes, not do. a front dig kit. So you can't no. disconnect front to rear. Yeah. Because there's only one planetary gear set in it. Um, tons of adapters out there for linkage. I used advanced adapters when I built my TJ. Uh, it was a great system. No it was vac. just, yeah, no vac. It's um, different. Yep. So, um, but a great little box and it actually really holds up well. Yep. Um, now the step up from that is the MP241, which is a slightly bigger box. Um, and that came in... Um, the 241 came in the uh, JK... No, they started with the 03 TJ had a 241. Yeah, Rubicon. not OR. I'm talking just regular oh, 241. Yeah. Yep. So the regular 241, so when they came out with the Wrangler, uh, JK, they replaced the 231 with the 241. It's yep. not the same as the 241 OR. Right. 
So we'll talk about that in a minute. But the 241 has the same low range, 272 to 1, um, and is a aluminum box and chain driven. However, the planetary gear is slightly larger, the torque rating is slightly more, increased spline count, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the upgrade to that is the MP241OR, which came out in 03 in the mm-hmm. Rubicon. And then it was upgraded throughout the years. Um, the JK uh, uses it. The JL uses it. Yep. Um, and it is considered probably one of the most solid boxes out yep. there today. They really do work well. They increased chain width yep. on that. They so increased your you know, spline count. Spline count. They also yep. changed your uh, gear ratio. They did put a 4 yep, to four 1 to in one, that. Right. So, yeah, they really made that. That's also a considered like half ton truck transfer. So case. actually, what I read was this is duty rated for the diesel Cummins engine. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. These things are designed to pack a punch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I've only ever seen one, and it was on Marvin Stanwell's Flex Rocks and Roll Overs. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> a the, reason the, why the chain, it exploded. Right. Well, the chain was stretched, and, yeah. and uh, you know, but it just I, starts slipping. That's well, that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, you hear and it. You hear it. Yep. Click, 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 yep. click, click. Yep. So. Yep. Um, that's the only one I've ever heard of failing. Um, now, understand that there are different variations of the MP241OR. For those of you thinking about upgrading like I am, I want to get rid. I want to get out of my 241 and get into mm-hmm. a 241OR. There is, um, the TJ is not interchangeable with the JK nope. at all. The 07 to 2011 automatic are different than the 2012 to 2018 automatic because one was a female and the other was a male uh, when they switched trans from the four to five speed. The manual in the JK has stayed the same, 07 to 2018. JL automatic um, all the way up through so far has stayed the same and JL manual is the same as the 2007 to 18. So the way you look at that is you got to look at the serial numbers on the actual transfer case and that's right. how they designate whether what you have the different splining right. input output this that and the other thing so yeah so if you're going to swap that out my advice to you is uh there's a couple forums out there that that really describe it clearly but make sure that you're getting the right one and do your yep. research yep. yep yep absolutely so um probably the mp241 is i would say the most sought after f- transfer case besides an atlas yep so yeah mp207 was an oddball little thing uh it was used in yj in 87 uh it was also used in early model xj's um it was considered the weakest of all transfer cases um definitely is not billy proof no. aluminum case uses a chain drive and it also has a it's a two six to one low gear so let me go back a second the MP231 and 241s are the lowest geared transfer cases to date. Um, so the new process 228, 229 was the early uh, select track. So select track referred to a transfer case that you could have what they called full-time four-wheel drive, where you could run it on dry if you wanted. And then you could go ahead and switch it over to full-time four-wheel drive or part-time four-wheel drive, which actually gave you, you know, an actual four-wheel drive without the, high and low, right? Well, we right without the using the center differential. Um, you had the MP two forty-two, which basically was the same thing as MP two twenty-eight, two twenty-nine, used in the XJ, ZJ, WJ, and KJ, which is the Liberty. Yep. 
Um, and that used a 272 to 1 low range as well. Um, and then we get into the new animal, the MP3022, which That's is... M is in M, not monkey N. butler. Right, right. Not N. I kinda, not Nancy. Not a new process. I'm not sure. There isn't a lot of literature out there, and I don't Mega have access. Process. Mega process. Mega process. <laughs> So they use it in two platforms, actually three right now. So uh, it's used in the Sahara Wrangler as an option. Hmm. Slightly different, though, than the Rubicon 392. So the Sahara, you can have two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive full-time, four-wheel drive part-time, four-wheel drive low. Hmm. Oddly enough, it's the same transfer case, but you don't have two-wheel drive in the Rubicon 392. Gotcha. It's also available as an option or was. Uh, so the reason why they do that is just it's less components that can go wrong under that torque and power. that. The and I think it was a doing. way to uh, manage the torque right. in, the, in the Rubicon. Otherwise, yeah. you would have those things on their sides left and right, you oh. know, so. Yeah, and that, um, that Dana 44 would just, <laughs> it, yeah, would, yeah, it yeah. would explode. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of torque management thought process that went into the, the Rubicon 392. Mm -hmm. Um, then we get into an older one. So the Dana 300, which was probably one of the best all time transfer cases ever. Bulletproof. They really are. And they, there is no like smoking gun that fails except for, you know, if you put enough abuse behind them and a high enough horsepower and you strip a gear input shaft is what you you strip a gear. It's one or the other. Um, but it is a cast iron gear driven box. So on the back side, what connects your front dry shaft to your rear dry shaft on a, any transfer case other than a Dana 300 so far out of them all that we talked about is a chain. Right. This has gears, the helical cut gear. So they're a little quieter than straight cuts in the Dana 18 and 20, which is a predecessor to 300, but just as strong. Mm-hmm. Um, helical worm gears. Yep. So... Um, found in 1980 to 1986, CJ5, 7s, and 8s. Um, low range on that was 2.6 to 1. Um, this is where you start being able to seriously modify right. a transfer case. So you can change, on this one, you can change, there's a lockout pin, and if it's a twin stick and you take the lockout pin on it, you can actually do front digs with this transfer case. Yep. So that's mm. divorcing right. your front and rear axles. Right. Um, so this was the big thing is they would change out, they'd take the lockout pin out, they would change it to a twin stick, and then also you can change out the gears in them as well. Yeah, yeah. Which that's yeah. another big thing yeah. that guys are doing. Yeah. They take abuse and they keep on chugging. The problem is you can't find one because everybody holds on to them because yeah. that's one of those transfer cases that you token, never get rid of. It's a of. token transfer case. Yep. It really is. Um, oh. Parts are a dime a dozen, though, for them. Like, you go to Advanced Auto and pick up yep. whatever you need. So, yep. that's an awesome But trip. they are, if you've ever seen the insides of them, they're complex. And the new processes, like the 231s, the 241s, are very simple. They're they were made to be, yeah. yes, and they're easy to overhaul. Yep. The Dana 300... You need a, Dude, some serious tools. Yeah, and I mean, you need to be really organized because there's a lot of parts Springs, inside that transfer case. And, Detents yeah, and everything. all kinds of stuff. So, 
Um, huge job taking one of those apart and overhauling it. So let me just backtrack a second. One of the appeals to this MP3022, um, this all-wheel drive box, and I think this is important to discuss. If you're not a veteran off-roader and you're driving a lot, the beauty of that full-time four-wheel drive, and I thought about this, Amy, my wife, when she was looking at a Sahara, it's perfect for her. Right. Because it works great in those half snowy, half dry conditions, yep. and you don't have to worry about all four-wheel drive bind, et cetera. They do this so. weird, like, power distribution. They send more power to the wheels that are sticking. And, yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's essentially, it works yeah. on, on uh, the same principle that a differential does. Yep. So it goes to the, to the wheel with the, you know, the most amount of torque, yep. um, you know, and... and just got a center differential and it's great can system. we can we put that on my jeep for me please mm. you actually could yeah really? yeah yeah you could use the older i think you can use the older 242 box okay hmm. uh i believe works yeah and then getting into aftermarket boxes and this is the most common which is from this company called advanced adapters which they make a atlas two speed four speed in so many different gear ratios oh my god yeah it's like Throw a nail in a hat, and there you go. What do you want? I had a 10-speed bike in in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So Alice makes a (laughs) two-speed, which means high-low. And this is, they just give a single gear ratio. So they make a, what is it, two-to-one, three-to-one, three-eight. Yeah, all the way up to like seven-and-a-half to one or something like that. Is it five-to-one is the lowest? Yeah. I thought it went up more. That's what I have in the the buggies, a a five-to-one race case. It, um, and it's a four-speed because it's divorced. No, it, so it's only the two-speed oh, technically. It? So, but it is divorced. It is a divorce transfer case. So I have twin sticks. So I can right. divorce the front, divorce the rear. This is a gear-driven transfer case. So it's similar to the N- the Dana 300s. Um, it's kind of mimicked off the now Dana what's the, what's the difference between the race and the, the race case and the... And, and the, the standard case is basically just the components they put in them. Okay, so they're all aluminum. Yeah, they're all, all billet aluminum. Right. I think it's some of the, the gears they put in, what kind right. of gearing they do. Um, race cases, they start at the, I think, above a 3.8 to 1. So right. once you get in the 4 to 1 and the 5 to 1, that's considered race case. Right. And then all of the Atlas 4 speeds are race cases. Right. So the Atlas 4 speed is what they do is you can get a, f- um, they add in another level lever. So it's a three-stick transfer case. So you have a high, you have, High four wheel, low four wheel, l- high low and low low. <laughs> right, so you got yeah crawl and it's crawl super crawl extra super crawl. <laughs> so basically, out of this transfer case, you get it. You can achieve a ten point three four to one, wow. which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. Like you're not gonna see that until you start getting into like Toyotas and their quadruple boxes that they just like building on and keep on (laughs) to each other um so in atlas four speed that is that gives you high low high 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 low high low 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 it's i don't know it's weird yeah i've got it's awesome um, there's so many different that's options. What, that's what you have, right? No, so the ratios, no, the ratios in the for the low range are three to one, three eight to one, four three, and five to one. That's the lowest. So that's the the four speed. Yeah. So they're. I mean, these are Beesney's best rates transfer cases out on the market. They're indestructible. Um, 
yeah uh you can't do much more without them <laughs> like yeah. yeah these things are ridiculous and they make adapters for every transmission out there. It's like you. This is another one of those. You buy this, and you never got to buy well, a transmission. Well, so case it's the rest it's of your cool life. because you can actually go on their website and spec it out for what you want. You know, the drive shafts you have, the gear ratio you want. Do you want a two speed? Do you want a four speed? You know, so passenger you know. drop. Um, they also flip. You can flip. Right, them. right. So just to give you an like idea, physically make it a a left drop, a passenger drop, or right. a driver drop. It's right. Oh, really? Depending on the yeah. Interesting. So two-speed, just to give you an idea, a two-speed transfer case Atlas weighs about 25 pounds more than a new process 241OR Rubicon box. Oh, wow. And cost about $8,000 more. <laughs> right, right. So plenty of flange options. Um, again, top-of-the-line transfer case. I don't think there's anybody else that even bothers making aftermarket to the extent there's that they There's a do. few companies Is out there? there that are kind of getting into the market. Um there's, they're along the same lines as these. They're made by machine shops, but they are pricey. Yeah, yeah. because you they know, start getting custom and, right. and custom one-offs, one-offs, this, yeah. that, and the other thing. But you know, Atlas and you know, advanced adapters, they really figured this out, and they, <laughs> yeah, they're made to do anything. Yeah, and take 40, 45 inch tires too, at the same time. Right, right. Like that's what they're designed for. Right. So. Yeah, I'm actually looking now. I'm configuring one. So <laughs> current build times at least eighteen. Weeks yeah, the high demand isn't that crazy. Thirteen, Oops, ten, four and a half, 15, four and a half months. Yep. Woo. They're approximately 110 pounds dry. Yeah. Um, you know they take about two quarts of fluid, which they don't take standard God. like gear. They don't take ATF four like the oh really two forty one or two thirty ones do. Um, they do require a gear fluid. So gear oil. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're offered in so actually, 1310, 1300 flange, 1350. Yeah. They're not that expensive. So when you look at like a two-speed. So, the, right. Two-speed really isn't, I mean, you're looking at with installation package $3,300. For which one? For the two-speed for the, that's built for the JK. The 3.8 3 to 1. That's Any of them. You, no, you can do a five to one gear set in it. Oh. Hmm. So, you know, I mean. All right. But I don't believe, is that is that a divorced? That's not a divorced transfer case. No. So you got to go to the four speed for that. They're race cases. Okay. So that's the, <coughs> that's the next one up. The four, right. the four to one and the five to one, you can go and get a twin stick. Hmm. Cool. So anyway, bottom line, buy an Atlas. Buy an Atlas. <laughs> right. But also, once you get into that, the twin stick, it they it does jump. I think it's like the six grand. Yeah, it gets crazy. Because remember, I told you how surprised I was when I checked. It's like, it is like eight grand to build a four-speed Atlas. Yeah. Um, I was kind of shell-shocked to see that this one's only 2,500 before you start opting it out. You know, <laughs> right, well, adding stuff. and right, which, for the case, Don. <laughs> it's not for any of the gears inside. Well, the, so the five-to-one gear set option is $837. Yeah. You know what I mean? But still, that price isn't that bad because if you are a regular or ordinary Joe, you're spending $2,500 for a 241OR box. Yep. So let's, let's talk about ordinary Joe real quick. Why does ordinary Joe or ordinary Terry... Care. Care. Um, because I've got a lever that works really, really well. So it really is about that four to one. 
Yeah. That's going that lower from, ratio. Going my two point. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, you know, unless you're running forties, that that two forty one box that's on there and a lot of horsepower, it'll hold up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's about that four to one. So in my case, what's beautiful mm. about that is I can run three seventy three gears, which is a great highway gear, yep. great road gear. And then when I go trail, you know, on the trail, I can throw it down in four low. And now I even have more torque to crawl right. over rocks and things like that, more control of the vehicle than I would with the 241 box. Right. So that's why you would want it. All right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Ooh, that's a that's a lot of information. And yep. guess what? We have another, um, we're going to push off. We're going to talk about how volume they work two. next time. Next next week, right? Yeah, volume two is going to be how these what you know how these bad boys work. So what's on the inside? Excellent. I'm going to bring my diagrams and you're going to be here. Protractors. I'll be here. here. So we get next week. Yeah, yeah. we get next week. All right. Oh, all right. I wow. So just real quick too, just want to throw this out there. These are the boxes that really pertain to Jeeps. Right. There is a there is yes. (laughs) So when you start LS swapping, it's a whole different set of boxes. So like then you get into NP two oh fives and this and that and there's all kinds of other boxes. This is what is standard to Jeep. They right. mostly run and work the same way versus gear versus chain this, driven. This isn't even all the Jeep ones. Like I pulled all the crap ones out, like the Borg and Warner that was yeah, in the that CJ was and, the, and the you know, like I pulled out a lot of the crap. I mean, the, the crappiest of the crap on this list is the MP two hundred seven. Yeah, you know, right. But, so awesome. Whew, I'm I'm tired. I I feel like I need to go home and study a little bit <laughs> <laughs> for the, for the test. Um, everyone, there will be a test on yep, this next right, week. Right. Um, but thanks for bringing all this information and, and just being prepared for that. It's, that was a lot. I, I appreciate it. Um, verdict is go buy an Alice. <laughs> that's it. Just go get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people find us? Well, you know, just search in the Google bar, Jeep life podcast, and then immediately head over to our YouTube page and hit that like, and subscribe like button and subscribe. because we just hit 725 subscribers on YouTube. And guess what? We're having a giveaway once we hit 750. Oh yeah. So we're 25 away. Are you going to be our next lucky winner? Yeah. We don't know what's in that giveaway yet, but Not it'll yet. be good. We it's always gonna be give a good, one. good stuff. Yep. So make sure you head over to our YouTube channel, hit that like and subscribe, turn the bell on, and stay up to date with all of our latest videos. And then head over to our Instagram page, just search Jeep Life Pod. You're going to stay up to date with all of our awesome events, where we're at, where we're going, this, that, and the other thing. So, yeah. Well, you liked our listener voicemail today. Yeah. I mean, let's do more of those. I, I want more of those. 484-891-1172. Everything we do here is in the show notes, so make sure to, to, to look at that. What was the Hollywood phone number? 555-1212 or something like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, that, that's a you know, generic yeah. Yeah. telephone number on the TV. 876-309. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Just get on That's there. stuck in your head Squirrel. for the rest of the night. <laughs> for, for the rest of the night. I, I think I need to sing, you know. 876-5309. That is I not our <laughs> voicemail number. <laughs> it's 484-891-1172. If you like what you hear and you want to just be a good guy and or gal, I don't care, good gal, yeah. um, and you want to be a Patreon su- subscriber, head over to our Patreon page. That's on our link tree. And Click on there. Three bucks, five bucks, ten bucks a month. Um, Give it to us. I love it. You guys are the reason we do what we do. Um, But it ain't cheap. 
So um, help us out if you can. Um, if you don't, still listen. It'll be great. Yeah. We love it. helps, too. Good uh, G-Wave, too. All right. For Bill, Don, and myself, here's a big G-Wave to you. <laughs>